Welcome to Eva, the Relationship Maker podcast, where we talk about obstacles and how to overcome it, about successes, and yes, most importantly, about relationships that can be with yourself, business, or intimate. My guest today, I'm so privileged to have him here again. It's Sibusiso Vilani from South Africa. If you have listened to my podcast previously, then you might have catched him. Uh, we were talking about how he climbed twice Everest. He climbed Kilimanjaro, Aconcagua, uh, Winston Massif in Antarctica. He went to South uh, America and also Oceania. He just came back from his trip of uh, climbing Kilimanjaro, which he has been doing for the past 10 years. There is a specific reason why. Also, this gentleman is a humanitarian who is involved with the Mandela Bengal Foundation and runs a club Born to Win. He just came back, as I said, from climbing Mount Kilimanjaro with a group of people. He helps young people, young men and young young women, to show them that the only limitations they have is the limitations that they put for themselves. I have been following his climb on Instagram, of course, and um, it was very interesting to see all the steps towards uh, achieving the goal. He also has this um, quotation that I really, really love, and it says, it's not the mountain we conquer, but our limitations. So welcome, Sibusiso, and I would like to know everything about, about the problems, about the dif- difficulties to climb the mountain, about the successes, and please let us know uh, why you climbing Mount Kilimanjaro every year, because I would like the audience to know. So welcome, Sibu Siso. It's so nice to see you. It's, it was an amazing journey for me to watch you going and climbing. And tell me, tell me everything. Tell me how it started, uh, the, the problems you encountered, how you overcame, and the end result, basically, and why you're climbing Kilimanjaro. There is a specific reason, and I would like uh, the audience to know. So, yes. Well, thank you very much. Thank you very much indeed for having me, Eva. I really appreciate the opportunity, and I appreciate the introduction as well. It's amazing when you look at uh, what one has done and achieved coming from an African background where up until the age of 26, I'd not really climbed any mountain. And now we're talking seven summits and all over the place. But yes, that was the journey that kick-started my interest to 
represent the, uh, the, the, the continent as a continent of achievers and, and uh, choosing mountaineering or climbing mountains as the field where I wanted to, to play a role to inspire, encourage and motivate others to, to just go beyond their limitations. But yes, I've just uh, recently returned back from uh, leading or guiding 10 people, most of which were women. And it's, it is so fitting in South Africa, particularly this month of August, which is uh, um, known to be uh, Women's Month. And this is just, again, uh, where uh, women are being empowered and encouraged to take the lead and with self-belief and confidence that they can lead in the world in, in whatever sphere. So I had 11, 11 people with me climb that we've been doing since 2012. And it's a climb that was initially started by uh, Richard Mabasso, another South African, who somehow sitting at home overheard a conversation between um, his mother and, and, and his niece, where his niece said that she didn't have sanitary pads. And therefore she was just saying that she might not go to school because she, get, she gets laughed at and mocked by other girls and other boys and turning in, in menstruation into taboo as something that is very bizarre, that is not should not be happening to people and making other, other girls feel embarrassed. And it then transpired that um, actually there's quite a big number of girls who, are, who sort of suffers from the same fate and as such they miss their quality schooling day. So Richard thought, well, this should not happen. Therefore, I want to do something about it. And then he started this climb to Kilimanjaro and then which, it, which is endorsed by the Nelson Mandela Foundation because it is one of uh, their uh, sort of flagship uh, project that they support since it is about serving and it is about providing a need, which Nelson Mandela was all about. And I partnered with Richard to lead the expeditions because of my climbing experiences and expertise. And we've been doing it together every year, but at the same time, sharing the story and trying to mobilize people from all walks of life during the month of July, which is Nelson Mandela month. And, and that, that is a global uh, date that's known. Um, I think Nelson Mandela Day is an international uh, day that is recognized on the calendar. But we, we make it such that we summit Kilimanjaro with the people that have signed up for a particular year on his birthday, which makes it much more um, very exciting and people can connect and then they can relate to the project. And the climbing is called Trek for Mandela and Caring for Girls specifically because this project is all about that. We're trying to care for girls and we're trying to give them dignity and self-esteem and confidence. And therefore we raise sanitary pads and we raise so other people donate money if they don't want to donate a pad and then others um, donate pads um, in hard pads as they are, then they get distributed to very underprivileged schools in rural South Africa, all over South Africa. And Richard has been doing that um, since then. We're almost closing into 10 years. And the reason we've gone on is because the need is there. And that is why we go every year. And we are not going to stop up until this social ill 
um, is, is not there anymore, where a girl child will not uh, be feeling embarrassed about her periods and having no hygienic sanitary pads, where a child is cannot say, I don't have a pair of uh, shoes, and where every school in the continent, we hope, in every country would have a mobile library with resources to support um, education because that's what we are all striving for. So as long as these social challenges prevail, we will keep on doing the trip for Mandela Expedition. And I've just come back uh, from the summit with 10 uh, climbers that really put themselves up to the challenge to do it. I must say that even though I was going there for my 29th visit um, uh, uh, to the mountain, it wasn't an easy climb for the, for, for the people. But we train the people when they sign up, we train them for about six months because they started in early January up until June when they did their last training where we coach them and we make sure that they're both physically and mentally prepared to take up this challenge. So we left South Africa on the 12th of, of July to flying into Tanzania. And that was the first time I got exposed to travel in the midst of a pandemic like COVID and with all the protocols and travel restrictions. It was all logis a logistical nightmare, but thank goodness we were able to go through to Tanzania and arrived. And on the 14th of July, we started and the route that we had taken, because you can climb Kilimanjaro using a different number of routes. The route that we chose was a route that takes you to the top in five days, you summit on day five. And each day we walk for about eight or 10 hours where we probably cover a distance of about maybe between eight and 10 kilometers. And, and the reason that it takes us this long is because we, we let people uh, let their bodies to adapt to the altitude naturally without having to overexert because if they do then most people then get up uh, they end up getting sick of high altitude sickness so we try and avoid that and it has worked quite well over the years through the experiences that we have gained that it has to be you've got to climb very slow and that is where then obviously I realized that in, in most cases they're not we think that it is the mountain that we conquer and when you when when you find yourself at the top of a mountain, whatever it is, you realize that the mountain still remains the same. If it is a Kilimanjaro, it will still be 5,848 meters. Or if it is Everest, it will always be 8,848 meters. But you as a person, you change, you grow. And therefore, that's why I came to realize that actually you don't conquer a mountain, you conquer your own limitations and self-doubts and fears when you stand at the summit, because only you will grow um, after that experience. And the mountain doesn't grow. And that's why when I speak to my group on the final day, my motivational talk to them is that for them to be able to climb to the summit of Kilimanjaro, they've got to adopt a mindset of being bigger than Kilimanjaro. And I say you can grow yourself to be bigger than Kilimanjaro at 6,000 meters. For you to climb a mountain like that, you need to be at least a 7,000 meter giant. And that is in your mind. And that's what we try, try to instill to those people. And so that is what we're trying to serve with the Trek for Mandela Expedition, just to make people realize that they've got such huge potential within themselves that only themselves can stop 
themselves from achieving greatness and great heights. And we do that in this manner where we are affording a girl child that dignity and that self-esteem that they belong in the community um, here in, in this global village that we all share, that they have a space that they can lead. We don't want them to feel inferior. Again, quoting Nelson Mandela, he said that when he was still in prison, he wrote to his wife, Winnie, and said, tell the children that they are inferior to none. I think if we can tell all the children in the world that at no point to, should they feel less, should they feel inferior, because they are born with the natural ability to be like anybody, only themselves can stop themselves to, to, to rise to any heights. And if, I think if we do that, we'd have done some good. And well, yeah, I can, I can stop there at the moment. I can speak for 10 hours on this. It's a <laughs> topic that I'm very passionate about. But you know what? It takes a leader. It takes somebody who cares to teach those kids that your limitations, that you have no limitations, because society has this, this funny way of, of, depends where you are in the world, to, to push you down. Because maybe you are not at a certain economical level or something, or you are not living in the right place, you are not going to the right school. And I, I actually forgot to say, because you said you can talk for 10 hours, you are also a motivational speaker and you are an author. So um, everything that you're doing, I remember that I was reading that uh, you had a radio, you have a, do you still have the radio show? No, I don't, I don't have the radio show anymore because it was a sponsored program. Unfortunately, we, we didn't get a reliable sponsor to sponsor it to continue. And it was near five years ago that I did it. So I've been, do, I've been doing it since then. But it was, we had the episodes that we had because I called it My Climb, Your Climb, which was exactly the same analogy that, you know what, life is a mountain. I've got my own mountains. I've got my own challenges. You've got your own challenges, but our sharing the principles, the universal principles that all challenges are overcome the same way. We've got to recognize that we have a challenge and therefore putting uh, those uh, action points together to be able to overcome the challenges. And when you, when you look at it, you find that it is very universal. It's exactly the same thing. It's just recognizing that there is a challenge, but how big is the challenge? Can you confront it alone or you need other people? So I was just sharing with people those lessons that learned from mountains. So I don't. The one thing that I still do, as you rightly say, is the inspirational speaking, which I give, which I do through storytelling, where I share my own climbing experiences and life journey and the lessons that I've learned, which are much more applicable to life. But it is just to inspire that self-belief and confidence and telling people, because I don't lie, I don't lie to people. I don't say you can achieve all these things and it will just happen like that. I tell people it will have to you have got to put in an effort. You will work hard. And I tell people there will be times that you fail. There will be times that you don't get to the top of the mountain when you want to. But if you don't give up, you will. It's a matter of just keeping on trying because if you believe in this one thing, you can never let go of that. And that is what you need to stand up and fight for. Refuse to give up, which is what I call mental toughness and, and, and renewed perseverance. So it's all of those ones are the ones that if I 
target audiences I share those lessons with, and it is just through my chain that I still do, because in fact, I've turned it into a source of income, and that's the only way I earn a living. I give talks, and it's open to every audience, be it young people, be it schools, be it corporates, be it uh, social uh, groups, um, anyone that feels that they need inspiration, I do that. That's great. And I know that not just for the girls, but you also gather funds for kids who have no shoes to go to school with. And it's whatever it gets together and, and build the confidence in those young kids. So it's not about, it's not about get, getting the latest gadget, but basic needs that those kids are needing. And you are there every step of the way and you're making sure that the funds that you allocate for certain uh, foundations are there so yes. it can help them to move uh, to move ahead so I mean I'm in awe in everything but I it's interesting that I saw also on Instagram that you want to uh, experience the cave and I have a little story about the cave when I was around eight or nine years old my father loved sports and he was going in caves he was going on the mountains and skiing down and um and I, I saw a picture of him. Okay, he was covered, but he was naked only on ski boots and skis and going down. <laughs> anyway, so we went to this, um, he took me to this uh, big cave. It was amazing. And when, when you go in a cave, you go down, down, and it's, it's very dark. It's a very different field than the mountain. And they have these mm. little passages, but they are so narrow. And for me, it was easy to wiggle myself through it. But there was yeah. a lady who was really sporty lady. <laughs> In the back, they were two guys pushing her bum to be able to <laughs> go through. And the other side, they were pulling her hand <laughs> to, arm, <laughs> to yeah. get her over. So, And uh, the, the, the bats, people are afraid of bats. It's, 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 it's quite an experience, but those things are still in my mind. So when you experience, you're going to have the high and the low, but both of them, they are very exciting. Yes, so. yeah, you're very correct. I mean, that was the one thing that has always um, haunted me about, about caving, the, the, the tightness of, of the cave and you having to crawl on all fours. I always imagined it to be like, really very claustrophobic and then up until this young boy took me to the one cave where we just walked standing up through the entry and then we entered this cave it was so huge it just made me think differently about caves so absolutely if someone says let's go caving i would go but yeah um, because it is so fascinating to see that even below um, uh, the, the soil, the ground where, where we are, there's some intriguing things that we don't really know about. And, and like these caves, I mean, the one cave we went, we, went, uh, we went to, you could easily have well, more than 100 people just sit there. And, and I thought how, 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 how nice it would be if you sat there and shared a story like a motivational story when, when in this natural cave. I know that people that are into health and safety, they won't allow you to do it because 
there's it's just a natural cave they are there are no supports no nothing it's just supported by mother nature so for me that was the fascinating part to see that here's this cave that is so huge and it is just so beautiful anyway yeah it was a, a good place experience. to tell to tell scary stories <laughs> oh yeah yes because i thought i thought if if you had a group particularly of young young children young kids or school kids um and and you went on on, a, on an excursion and you entered this cave and then you started telling them a story i thought it's one of those that could have a very lasting influence because it will be one of those very unforgettable moments uh, the cave and the story and that is what should probably uh, live in people's uh, memories for a very long, long time. And if it was a motivational, inspirational talk, they will always think of that cave to say, that's where I learned that I cannot give up on my dreams and I can achieve uh, anything that I work towards and put an effort towards. If I don't give up, I can just reach great heights. So I thought that would be quite amazing for people to, to just I, I sit there you, and just listen. I want to ask yeah. you one question. Uh, because you mentioned the word uh, a word that I'm I'm I don't like um, failure. Do you think there is such a thing failure or it's is just a lesson? What do you think? Um, failure failure exists um, as as a word. Yes, because that's how that's how we describe it. But if you if you look at it and understand it the way you and I do, yes, we realize that failure is 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 just a series of setbacks that have not allowed you the end goal that you wanted um, when you wanted it to be, and then it, it tends to be every every setback which we call failure has has lessons in it. That if you sit down and analyze it, you can find the one thing that you didn't do right to not achieve that goal or to fail, if I can put it in that way. Mm -hmm. so, so at the end, failure is not a result, meaning it should not be the end goal. There is something that you did not do right or well for you to 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 achieve that particular goal so definitely no 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 it is not it is not a a, a, a result in my opinion um, and there are lots of lessons that we can learn from it and it's a question of do we recognize those lessons and once we do do we apply the do we correct the obvious mistakes because that is what happens when you fail because you've made an, a mistake but once you identify with that mistake who knows and then you succeed um, but I think most of us tends to put it as a result that, okay, I, I, I failed and then they don't even go to review what went wrong because I think that is the starting point. When you have failed to reach the goal you wanted or to achieve whatever the target is, it's important for you to go back and review mm -hmm. and weigh all options, you know, to say, oh, how could I? How could I have uh, uh, done it better? How could I have made it work? And then, and then the answer, the reasons will sort of come out. And therefore, if you apply those reasons, who knows? You will sum it. Again, I use the analogy of Everest, where um, if if after turning back from just below the summit of Everest, we had decided that was the result, 
um, I won't have summited Everest, but we didn't. We went back down and then we reviewed the situations and the conditions and we realized, which were the learnings, we realized that the weather was such that we couldn't, but if we waited up until such that the weather improves, we could summit and that's what we did. And then we summited because we recognized the problem. The problem wasn't us and the problem was the weather conditions. The timing of it was such that the weather opened up and we went and summited. But others that didn't, who saw it as a result, they never went back and they never got to the summit. So there's a lot of things. And in fact, I also want to say that I believe that failure is very important in our lives. Um, those of us who, who don't fail, don't grow um, because mm -hmm. you don't learn. It is through failure that you grow as a person and growth comes because you failed and have learned and they only learn. So those people that sit and, and, and want to achieve everything, um, they, they are not growing. You're not becoming better because you're not failing. It is, it is only when you fail where you become a lot more better and more wiser and then much more of a better person. So at this point, what I would like, because we, we did already um, previously a podcast, but what I would like to let people know what you need in order to be able to, to provide uh, the shoes for the kids to go to school, to provide the sanitary pads, to provide that, uh, that teaching and that in schools, for kids to feel that they have no limitations. So what would you like the, the audience to, to know? Uh, what is your need for your charity? Yes, thank you, Eva. Um, I, 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 do it, yeah, I do it in this way. Um, I, don't, I don't always beg to people to say, give, give without me doing something. Um, so that's why we, even for Kilimanjaro, for the sanitary pads, we practically go and climb the mountain with people. That is only when then we say, please support us by donations. And in exactly the same thing. So my plan is to climb those mountains. And in fact, I, I, I've partnered with another lady who she runs, um, she climbs mountains like myself. We call it summit with a purpose, meaning that we summit the mountain, but much more with the bigger purpose. So I'm, I'm looking at, at a financial sponsorship to go climb mountains um, practically and physically. So during, through, during the mountains that I will be climbing, then that is where we, we ask or appeal to people to support, to donate um, in support of the climb. And, and then those, we channel those resources that we've raised through the expeditions to the, to the deserving charities that I support, be it the Caring for Girls and be it the Shoes and, and, and be it the, the education where we're planning, we are hoping. Our biggest ambition is to try and put a, a library in, in each and every country in Africa, it's a long-term ambition. But this, mm -hmm. because we want, we we want to, we believe. Well, Nelson Mandela said it well because he said, education is the only power, the most powerful weapon you can use to change the world. And therefore, it means that if we educate our young people, if every child is 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 illiterate, they can read and write. Um, 
then therefore the better. Uh, because I think people tend to think that we are talking about higher qualifications and everything. We're just, I'm talking about just basic education because if we, if we have an educated community, therefore the better they will lead into the future. So, but through the expeditions that we do, as we call it right now, Summit with the Purpose, we look for sponsorships to go climb mountains. And during the, when we are climbing, then we ask people to support us by donating. So it's not like we sit, we practically go. And my biggest wish is to raise $25,000 for my next mountain, which is a big mountain next to Everest. It's over 8,000 8, meters. It is the fifth highest called Lotse. And I want to climb it next year where when I climb it, I will align it with a specific cause. And I, I choose which one is it. Could be the, the shoes during that mountain. It could be either the, uh, the sanitary pads on that mountain, but I just decide every now and then with every expedition, who is going to be the major beneficiary uh, from for, for, for whatever else we raise, just like I'd done in the past, where when I was climbing Everest in 2005, we raised uh, $50,000 um, over and above my sponsorship to go climb that mountain. And that was channeled to the SOL Children's Village because they were in need of funds then. And, and another one was when I was walking to the South Pole, this is just to sort of give the audience or listeners the, this grand idea of how it benefits education in Africa. When I was walking to the South Pole, I partnered with a, a, a charity based in the UK called Lifeline Energy. And they were raising these wind-up radios, solar radios, which are distributed in African countries like Zambia, Malawi, Tanzania, um, uh, Uganda, just to educate the children through radio as a medium. And we raised about 300 of those radios, which were all distributed to the, to the native schools and communities. So, so we, we, that's, that's it's a very simple ever. It's because we don't have a financial muscle because if I had the financial muscle to do it, I would be signing checks every day to charities because I would like to. But therefore, because I don't have that, I have got the physical ability uh, to go climb mountains. So I climb and summit with the purpose. Uh, one point you broke down uh, the the connection. So you're asking if you could you would like to raise twenty five thousand dollars. I just want to mention again because uh, at one point yes. broke down and it was not very clear. So I would like to uh, to challenge people to donate. I'm going to put all the information on uh, on the podcast and on uh, on YouTube, and they can get in touch with you. So I'm I'm going to everything is going to be there for uh, for them to uh, to donate, and I'm so. I'm so happy to have met you and to, to talk to you because I always want to see humans, not, not just people, but humans who have more to give than just a pretty face or, uh, or I don't know, some clothes or whatever, but actually the one that care and, and really create communities because I think that's, that's the future, that's what we want. That's, there is the strength Absolutely. Yes, I agree with you, Eva. Um, I think most of us have grown to realize, well, it was informed by my upbringing because 
people came into my life and supported me with my educational needs when, when my own parents didn't even bother. And it is in appreciating those efforts by other people that I realized that the best I can do is to serve others. And I think that is leadership because leadership is about serving and it's about serving others. Um, so if, if, if we all can, in a way or the other, adapt that mentality that you are here to serve. And it does not have to be millions of people. If you just help one person to achieve, you will have saved a purpose and your purpose in on being here uh, right now. So I really appreciate you and thank you very much for the opportunity always. It's lovely and wonderful talking to you. I can share with you my life journey every day. Thank you so much. I so appreciate it. And indeed, you are an amazing leader. Thank you so much. Thank you for listening. And this is the first time I'm asking if you have the means, if you would donate for the kids, for shoes, for books, for sanitary pads, and just the basics. It would be greatly appreciated. Until next time. Goodbye.